Hi friends, this is Heather Kim. I'm excited to share with you that we have decided last minute to do a summer book study. It's going to be a three-week study on Father Jacques Philippe's book, In the School of the Holy Spirit. We're really excited about this. This book is going to help you be more attentive to the movements of the Holy Spirit in your life as you learn to value the third person of the Trinity as the sanctifier of your soul. Father Jacques explains the rewards of being attentive to the Holy Spirit and provides simple and concrete ways to grow in this inner sensitivity. In his clear and simple style, he's going to illustrate his points with many examples from modern life. It's going to be a valuable aid to you in your own spiritual journey. We're going to begin this study June 1st and go till June 15th, but you can do this at any time that suits your schedule, maybe in the middle of the summer or in the future works best for you. We will be providing questions as always for you on our website, as well as hearty discussions in our Facebook private group, which you're welcome to join at any time. Our season this year will be ending June 29th, and we will begin season eight on September 14th. We've always taken a break in the summer to find a slower pace, engage in our families and communities a little more, and pray and discern about where we're going to take the podcast in the following season. If you still want to engage in the podcast, we recommend that you go back and listen to various episodes, book studies, and series from our seven previous seasons. There's a lot of rich conversation to discover in previous episodes. Over the summer, we will continue to provide our short video reflections and some fun new content, such as video podcasts for our generous patrons who are donating through Patreon. You can become a tribe member at any time with a minimum of a $15 donation per month on our Patreon site and gain access to all of these extras. We are so grateful for your support. We hope that you're going to grab a copy of In the School of the Holy Spirit and join us for the book study. You can buy it through Amazon and our affiliate link so that we get a small kickback, as well as Kindle or check your local Catholic bookstore. You can find all the info on our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Bensinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast and happy Pentecost. All right, we've been in Easter season for a while. We've journeyed through the suffering, the death, resurrection of Christ in the Lenten season, and now we've come to Easter and then we had Ascension. And now ladies, ladies, we are at the coming of the Holy Spirit. So how do you feel about that, Heather? Hallelujah. Bring it. <laughs> how you like me now? Huh? Bring it. I'm ready for all the things. I know. It's about time. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, right now it's, we were just talking about this before we started recording, but up here, it's just so, so, so beautiful. There's such a, I mean, amazing mm. transformation that occurs from winter into spring here and everything is blooming and everything is happening and new life is being born. And it's just speaking in every category, you know, that, that new life will come again and that no matter what we're going through right now, like it will come to an end and something new will be born. And, uh, obviously with it being Pentecost, the Lord wants to do that right now in our hearts. So super excited. Michelle, mm -hmm. how are you? 
I am good. I'm just ready for a new season. Let's just move to a new season, shall we? You know, um, I think we're all a little um, quarantined out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, we're over that. <laughs> we're over that. So, like, let's move on to a new liturgical season because we need something new. You know, uh, yeah. Like, I'm just ready to see where the Holy Spirit blows where it wills. So let it blow and let the calendar mm-hmm. and the season change, my friends. So here we go. Mm-hmm going to open up the windows of our hearts yep let it move let the breeze blow in yeah and so this is this is a good time for us to have this episode because this is actually going to air before pentecost happens so it will give everybody a chance to get ready you know Every time you say that, I always like to keep on thinking of us that Taylor Swift song. Are you ready for it? <laughs> That's okay. mm-hmm. It's probably not Pentecost liturgy no, it's, appropriate song. Yeah, I don't know what I think keep of on Taylor Swift with Pentecost. But. Mm-hmm. Hey, you never mm-hmm. know. But well, Michelle <laughs> wants to do a new thing, so just let her do a new thing. You know, so <laughs> uh, too funny. All oh, right. So yeah, just making sure because there's like novenas to the Holy Spirit. There's all sorts of ways we can get ready for the Holy Spirit, which is really important. So we talk about, you know, the garden and we talk about springtime and we call, talk about cultivating the soil, which is what we're going to talk about today. So how do we get ready for the coming of the Holy Spirit? And what are some of the signs that the Holy Spirit is active in our lives and in our hearts? And so it's going to be a very simple episode and just inviting you just to look into your own journey and kind of see what's growing on the tree and in the garden of your own soil. But this really beautiful quote by one of the four women doctors of the church, St. Hildegard of Bingen, I want to say it with an accent. I don't know why every time I say her name, but I won't do that. Do it. And she says, uh, the Holy Spirit, (laughs) I won't, I won't. The Holy Spirit making life alive, moving in all things, root of all creative being, cleansing the cosmos of every impurity, effacing guilt, anointing wounds. You are a lustrous and praiseworthy life. You awaken and reawaken everything that is. Can we just talk about how beautiful that is? I know. Just her words and her talks about the creative being and the, the luster and the praiseworthy life and just awake. She says, awaken and reawaken everything that is. So for Heather, when you hear that, and you know, we talk about St. Paul in the second letter to the Corinthians, he says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So when you hear those things and you, you kind of like ponder them, Heather, for you, especially, what does that, t- what does that speak to you as we journey into Pentecost? Yeah. I mean, I just feel this like raising up of my heart, just what I said at the beginning, bring it, like, bring it on. This is mm-hmm. what I'm longing for. And I think this is what we're all longing for is like, Holy Spirit, come and make something new here. Like make something yeah. new where things are old, where my heart has grown cold, where it's got these stony parts in it, like make it soft again, like bring life, bring something creative, bring something beautiful into these places where, yeah, maybe all I'm seeing is dirt and muck right now. Um, reawaken something you know that's a big theme in my own pursuit of the lord is is a reawakening and constantly asking god to to wake me up to what is real which is him and his life and kingdom living because it's so easy to just sort of fall asleep into this little slumber um of maintenance mode you know instead of being like mm-hmm. awake and alive in the spirit and so hearing all those that quote is absolutely beautiful but yeah, it's what, it's what I want. And the freedom that comes with the spirit, the same thing that you said about the quote, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I've experienced that at points in my life. And yet there's still a longing and a desire to experience more of that because we never come to the end, you know, of experiencing freedom until God willing, we're in heaven with him. Michelle, what does it say to you? 
Yeah, I love the whole idea. Like the quote is just beautiful, like that reawakening, but even the anointing, the wounds. I mean, just her language is beautiful, all, the whole thing. But what is it about? Um, I've just really been praying with the Holy Spirit. And one of the blessings of being quarantined is like we have said, the slower pace, even though we're all going a little stir crazy now, is a slower pace. But just how do I prepare myself liturgically for a new season? And really like Pentecost, I really feel like the Lord has had me on like an invisible um chain like a visible fence in my yard or spiritually like don't get too distracted by things pay attention and every time I try to go off Mm -hmm. like the grid or get distracted I feel like a little shock like an invisible gate like he shocks me back into like no pay attention because I'm doing something new and I don't want you to miss this so just that whole idea of that and so I really have been studying um a lot about the Holy Spirit, just preparing for Pentecost. And like in the Old Testament, we see the Spirit as like Ruha, breath. You know, He is in creation. He brought things. So I was praying about it the other day, and just I really was praying for the Holy Spirit to come into like how the Holy Spirit created in the creation story in Genesis. He came to the places that were dark and void and created. He brought forth life, and He brought forth vegetation and fruit. So I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, come into the places in my heart that are void and barren and dark and illuminate them and bring forth light and bring fruit and give me the awareness to, you know, the spiritual awareness and the spiritual maturity to look into these places and see what needs to be pruned, see what needs to be healed, you know, see what needs to be formed, see what needs to be surrendered. You know, it's all of the above. So that, that fullness and light and fruition can come about. And, um, yeah, I just feel like it is a special time in the church right now. And I think it's a special time in the world right now that the Holy Spirit is doing something new. So just to take that holy pause and listen to what his stirrings are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about you, sister? Yeah. I re- I've just been really captivated lately by, um, in particularly the gospel readings, um, from the Easter season and, in Sunday, Sunday, May 17th, the gospel uh, is from John, and Jesus is speaking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit. And I was just so, I've thought about this particular passage, and I've just sat with it and chewed on it and prayed with it. And it's from Gospel of John, chapter 14, uh, verses 15 to 21. And he says to his disciples, Jesus says to his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth. Uh, He says, you know him because he remains in you and he will be in you. And I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And I was just thinking of um, what somebody was mentioning, like the promises that the Lord makes at that very moment. And I think how often in our journey, in our life, of how we always try to do things on our own. Like we just have to do like, you know, oh, no, I'll I'll take care of this here. I'm going to figure this out on my own. And we don't have to do that. And you know, we actually, we can't do that because we don't know anything. So it's like we, we constantly need the illuminations mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit to come into our heart. And this just, you know, the, the word advocate, which is actually a legal term, which is a, a, for a defender, a lawyer, some, your defense attorney, somebody who's going to advocate for you. So the Holy Spirit is for us and he's leading us into truth and he's going to speak the truth to me. And this is, and the fact that we're not orphans. And I'm just, I am just so struck by that. And this interior life where it tells, talks about in the catechism that the Holy Spirit is the master of the interior life, where he continually comes as, as living water, and a font that just renews the face of my earth and renews the garden and waters the garden and and leads and guides and prunes and, you know, to continually turn to him and say, Holy Spirit, help me here. Like, I was just praying about that this morning. I was on a walk as the sun rose and I was praying about a certain situation and I'm just kind of at my end with the situation. I don't know what to do. And I mean, I've been praying about it a lot, but just a renewed 
pray to, pray to the Holy Spirit, like, Holy Spirit, please show me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have no idea what to do. And I know that I want to, I want to, I want to give myself well in this situation. I don't want to do it in a way of self-defense or kind of passive aggressiveness. Of course not. So mm. help me. Like, I just, I need your inspiration. I need your help. And then the Holy Spirit not only gives the illumination, but he also gives me uh, instances where I can practice the fruits of the Holy Spirit, yes. <laughs> which we're going to talk about today. You know, we're like, oh, this is like, you gave this to me. Like, I'm going to have to practice this now. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, like that's how it works, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I had a situation last week as well where I was going to have a meeting with someone and there was all kinds of relationship disruption. It was so, so difficult. And I found myself praying that exact prayer. I was like, Lord, you are my advocate and, and I don't want to get defensive out of my wounds. I just need you to defend me from the enemy, from Mm -hmm. what the enemy Mm -hmm. is trying to do here. Like I want to be humble, take ownership Mm -hmm. of my part. I don't want to get defensive out of wounds. So please you defend me, Holy Spirit, um, from what Mm -hmm. the enemy is trying to do here. Because usually there's, there's two parts to everything, you know, there's Mm -hmm. the human part and then there's the spiritual part. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there is our own stuff going on, but there is a spiritual battle. And, I found life in the spirit really is like what you said, sister, about not being an orphan, not being orphaned and really trusting in God's promise that he was not going to leave us alone, that he was going to send the advocate to be with us. That's what life in the spirit looks like, Mm -hmm. is that you don't do it alone anymore, that you just stop going into these moments and situations and difficulties and joys alone, that you're inviting the Holy Spirit into these moments and saying, I don't want to do this alone, Lord. I want to do this with you. I want to do life with you. I want to listen to what you're, what you're thinking. It's not just, oh, these are my thoughts, but it's pausing and going, Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? What's your, what's the right interpretation of this situation that you want me to lean into? Mm. And I think, uh, actually, I, sister was able to come and visit our house this past weekend. And we were talking about the it was, oh, yeah, it was fun, but we're talking about the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit promises. We, we talked about a lot of things because we just walked forever, miles and miles um, in the nature because we could get out and not being around people. Um, and But we were just talking about just really fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit and inviting him in. And I was just telling her, like, even starting to practice talking to the Holy Spirit out loud in my house, like, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. I need you in this mm-hmm. situation. Holy Spirit, come. And I was really praying about just a certain um, child in my house that is giving me a run for my money. And I was thinking about it yesterday morning. And the Lord's like, when are you finally going to relinquish control so I can release my spirit Ooh. for you to love him fully? In my, you know, and it's not a question of him being unlovable. He's totally lovable. It is just, you know, his things hit up against my thing, you know, and I want to control or I just want, and I really just want behavior modification. If we're really honest, I just want him to behave. Like I just want him to behave. But the Lord's like, I'm after his heart and his transformation. And, but more importantly, I'm after yours, you know? So when are you going to relinquish control so I can release my spirit and fullness to you? And I just like, I'm so sorry, Lord. You know, and I think to myself, and so I really was thinking about that, okay, release, relinquish, you know, receive his spirit. And oh gosh, and then I went back to the scripture that was earlier a couple of weeks ago for one of our mass readings. Oh my gosh, how much do I ration the Holy Spirit? I've said this before, but like mm-hmm. I ration him. Like I just say, okay, I'm just going to take a little of you. I do not live in the fullness of the spirit. And I think that's what preparing for Pentecost is, is like make room, take all the stuff, take all the walls that I've built up, take all the junk that I put in there and like clean house. And it doesn't feel good, but man, does it feel freeing? You know, like that's refiner's Mm -hmm. fire. It doesn't, it's not a warm fuzzy, 
but it is power and it is the purpose and it is the purification that needs to happen for the more in the Holy Spirit. And I think that's what he's inviting each and every one of us to. But like we said before, you have to stop. Mm. You have to pay attention. You have to lean in. You have to hear the whispers. And I was telling Heather, I was like, the Lord was telling me, he's like, okay, he brought me back like to the prophet Elijah. I'm not in the earthquake and I'm not in the fire. I'm in the still small mm-hmm. voice, you know? And I was like, the still small voice. And I really felt like the, the Lord was saying, because when you speak in a whisper, you have to lean in and be really close to hear him. Like you almost have to be cheek mm-hmm. to cheek so you can hear his voice. And it's an intimate position, that whisper. Like to hear the whisper of a lover is an intimate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Lord, I get you. Whisper, romance, word of the year. I, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, but he's bringing that culmination. He wants to whisper the movements of our heart and the movements of the Holy Spirit into our lives. And he wants us to Mm -hmm. receive what he has for us. You know, that's a beautiful thing. Michelle, you mentioned something about the refiner's fire Uh and purification and not the warm fuzzies. Can we just talk about this for a minute? Because I think for some people, Mm -hmm. they associate life in the spirit with warm fuzzies. Yes, It's like, well, okay, life in the spirit means we have a prayer meeting and then we all get together and we pray and then God's presence comes and we feel peace and joy and like all these spiritual gifts start manifesting and it's really exciting And that's true. Mm -hmm. That does happen sometimes. But I think many people who have been attempting to live a life in the spirit have only gone down that route, you know, and they're not open to what you just said, the refining fire of the spirit that comes to purify and bring freedom. You know, there's, there's a fire that has to burn away what is not holy in order for us to be free. And, um, and I think that's where I would love to see all of us press in deeper you know, into our life in the spirit is, are we willing to let the Lord burn away everything that is not holy? Mm. And there's this song, um, I forget who sings it. Anyway, the words are, uh, burn everything away till all I have is you. Mm. And she just keeps oh, yes. singing this over and over again. It's like Kim Walker or somebody or like Mission that. Mission Company, I think and, it is or something. Yeah. And I was like hearing that and I'm like, holy, that's mm-hmm. a bold prayer. It is. That is, is a bold yeah. prayer because what does it feel like to have everything burned? Everything burned away? Mm-hmm. That hurts like a son of a gun. Like it hurts. Mm-hmm. But what comes is beauty and freedom. And it is like when, when a refining fire turns it into gold. I mean, it's stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. But for many of us, it's like, is it worth it? Is it worth it to go into the fire? And it touches back into, do we really believe that God is who he says he is? Mm-hmm. You know, Sister, what do you think about that? The warm fuzzies versus the refining fire? Uh, yeah, this is deep. And this is, this is the stuff of spiritually mature people, you know, and, and where the Lord is a giver of good gifts. He is a giver of good gifts and that's what he does. And, and sometimes he blesses us with consolation and other times he blesses us with purification. Yes. <laughs> mm. And it's, and it's true. It's, it's just like, you know, in a sense you could equate it to, you know, when things in life, it, there, there are seasons in life when, when you know, just life or relationships or marriage or a job or whatever isn't fun. And it's so tempting at those times to give up, or it's so tempting at those times to turn to something else. And it's actually in those very times uh, where we're really uh, called to press in, to breathe through it, to breathe into it, and to breathe through it. And if the spirit is a spirit of truth, that means it's not according to what I think the truth is. Yes. <laughs> it means the spirit is a spirit of truth, and truth is objective. The Holy Spirit's a person. Mm-hmm. And so he's a spirit of truth, and so he's going to tell me the truth. And I might not always want to hear that, but but I need to. And you know what? Ultimately, I, at the heart of all hearts, I really want to hear it. 
because mm-hmm. I, that's what I want. Like ult- we all want that. Like that's why we admire the virtuous person. We admire somebody who's totally given over to the Lord. Somebody who exemplifies virtue is because we see the excellence and we don't always understand the, the continual transformation and purification that it takes to get there. And it's not asking for the Lord to like, Lord, make me suffer. We're not talking about that. What we're talking about is the fire that like you're saying, Heather, of the both you're saying that burns away all that is not God, all the, the masks, all the untruths, all the half-truths, all, all the things in my life that impede me from receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit fully so that I can bring about Christ on earth. Mm-hmm. That's what the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit does. Mm-hmm. He's a sanctifier. He makes Christ present in us. And he's given to us at our baptism ontologically. That's a theological, you know, we're ordered toward God. He's he, The Holy Spirit, the Trinity dwells within us. And so this is a real reality that it's not just for the quote-unquote good kids. Like the Lord is coming to give us good gifts. And he's constantly trying to stir up that life, that interior life, that intimacy, the interior life within all of us. And, and would it be so? Like, would we continually allow that to happen in all of its beauty? Mm. You know, It is. My spiritual director is really good when, when we talk. He's like, I don't want to talk about how the gifts of the Spirit in you. Like, he's like, the Holy Spirit has gifts in favor of you. I want to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. He's like, I want to talk about mm-hmm. how you are loving. I want to talk about, you know, your prudence. I want to talk about that because the Holy Spirit is a person. So he's like, where is he producing good fruit in you? And where is he producing bad fruit in you? Where is the fruit that's going to last? Because when the Holy Spirit comes, we want his fragrance and his fruit to last after his manifestation and his mm-hmm. power. You know, we want that mm-hmm. power to last. We want the good fruit Mm -hmm. to last. Mm -hmm. And like, so what Mm -hmm. in us needs to be cultivated? And I think, you know, like Mm -hmm. that old hymn that you sing in church, you know, that we are Christians by our love, you know, we can know church teaching, we can know church doctrine, we could be able to be a very gifted communicator. But if we are not known by our fruits of peace and love and joy and gentleness, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they are not exuding Mm -hmm. the spirit, then it's not love, you know, like there, the Holy Spirit is known mm-hmm. by its fruit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Michelle, when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit doesn't produce bad fruit in us, but it's like on our tree, when the Holy Spirit comes to us, it's our bad yes. fruit, right? Where we turned away exactly. from the Holy Spirit is where that's revealed. So no. it's not him. He, he only produces good fruit, but like, yeah, it's the revelation of like, you're talking about in the day-to-day situations, what, what, what kind of fruit is my tree growing? Exactly. You know? And so maybe we could just talk about that. And and there's a great, you know, St. Paul in his letter to the Galatians talks about that. So there are gifts of the Holy Spirit and there's fruits of the Holy Spirit. And so the gifts of the, the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us and the fruits are the manifestations of life lived in the Spirit. And so people ask all the time, like, how do I know I'm living a life in the Holy Spirit? How do I know? These are great telltale everyday signs that can help us understand what's growing on our tree. So uh, they're in St. Paul's letter, but I'm going to read them from the, from the Catechism, number 1832. And it says this, it says, the fruits of the spirit are perfections that the Holy Spirit forms in us as the first fruits of eternal glory, which is stunning. But anyway, it goes on to say the tradition of the church lists 12, 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit, charity or love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity, right? And these are indicative signs of when I'm walking in the Holy Spirit, these, it's what, this is what's going to grow on mm-hmm. my tree. And it's always a work in process. But maybe, Heather, you can kind of talk about some of those or how you've kind of worked with the Holy Spirit to allow those fruits to grow. Because it's, it's, a, it's a relationship like anything else. He gives and he produces, but we have to cooperate with the grace and, and kind of what's efficacious in, in his grace. 
Yeah, I think this is even just like looking at this list going, this is a good assessment for me to look at. Assess my own heart. Where am I at with the Holy Spirit? Like, am I just walking around convincing myself that I am really a disciple of Jesus and allowing him to transform me? Or am I being transformed? You know, because I think we can convince ourselves and get very comfortable with a lot of things. You know, we just want to go, well, I go to church and I pray, so I'm good to go. You know, but I might be a total Mm -hmm. jerk. You know, I might be totally impatient (laughs) and and critical and lacking peace, like full of anxiety and not very loving, holding back goodness from people, being selfish. Like those are the, those are not fruits of the spirit, you know? So it's a good assessment Mm -hmm. to look at this and go, am I really bearing good fruit? Because when it comes down to it, that's what matters. And it's not that we bear the fruit, you know, but like, is the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit bringing about good fruit in us? Am I cooperating? Like you said, and I think that's what it's going to take is for us to embrace the spirit means that we will also acknowledge our weaknesses so that they can be surrendered and that God can transform them. And we have to be willing to change our patterns of behavior. You know, like I know it's not behavior modification. That's not what we're going for. It's holiness. And to do that, we have to practice these things. We have to say no mm-hmm. to a certain way of living. So in in our family, we've struggled with being critical. You know, there's a part of it that's like a gift. It's like, oh, we can figure out a better way to do certain things. Well, man, it can fall into just being downright critical. And that does mm-hmm. not bear good fruit. So I've had to look at that and go, how am I being critical? Why am I being critical? What's my vote motivation right now? Am yeah. I feeling hurt and it's coming out or am I feeling insignificant and I want to make mm-hmm. myself feel better than this other person? What is going on in my own heart? Like, and I'm saying this because I want this to get very practical. We can talk about spiritual things and some people hear catechism and they're like, well, I don't really get it. Okay, let's get practical about it. We have to change the sin in our life. And that comes with mm-hmm. one God having his grace poured into our hearts and us being receptive, but also we have to be willing to change our way. You know, we have to be willing to just take an account and go, where am I really struggling with these fruits and not seeing this? And what can I Mm -hmm. do to, to make a change Mm -hmm. in my life? Hmm. Michelle, what do you think? I think, yeah, it is taking a change and it's allowing, like giving the Holy Spirit permission to change us. Because I think a lot of times we're like, okay, if I will it and grit it and do all these things, and yes, you need discipline and yes, you need, um, you know, your own personal, but it's also a receptivity position. Like Holy Spirit, make me aware. Holy Spirit, like respond Mm -hmm. to your spirit, respond to grace. Like the grace is there. We have to respond to it. I mean, there takes discipline and there does take an act of will. Don't get me wrong, but we also have to give the Holy Spirit permission Mm -hmm. to transform us, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, I love it. Uh, Benedict, I was reading the other day, Benedict was quoting Augustine about the Holy Spirit. And he was saying, um, to turn away, um, from sin, you know, we try to turn away from sin and we try to escape from ourselves and we actually try to escape from the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. but the Holy spirit's in us, <laughs> you know, yes. he, it is that God is with us as the reality of the life, not the fantasy. It is embrace, not escape that we seek. Mm-hmm. So the Holy spirit lit mm-hmm. gently, but surely steers us back to what is real, what is lasting, what is true. It is the spirit who leads us back into the communion of the blessed Trinity. And that is where transformation takes place. You know, in those moments of prayer, and those paying attention into those areas of sin and to when we say that prayer, like I think it's Psalm 139, Lord, search my heart. Tell me about my inwardmost beings. Tell me this area. Like mm-hmm. he just really convicted me. I was praying yesterday, like I said, about the child and then another situation. He was like, all right, girl, this is an area you need to bring to me, you know? Like this is an area of, you know, basically could turn into sin if you, you know, and, um, 
you need to pay attention to this. Like, what is this, you know, producing this, you know, this thing that you're doing, what kind of fruit Mm -hmm. is it producing? Is it bad now? No. Could it get? Yes. You know, and paying attention to that, Mm -hmm. you know, and that takes attunement to the spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, that takes being quiet, Mm -hmm. listening to his voice, you know, and like we've said many times, it's Mm -hmm. his kindness that leads us to repentance and the conviction of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. is not this condemning voice. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is grace. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is I love you and I want more for you. You know, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is I have freedom. Come on, come closer. Don't hide from me. Come closer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an invitation to come closer and to be seen and known in our fullness by his fullness. You know, that's life in the Mm -hmm. spirit. Sister, what are your thoughts? Yeah. And it really is the day-to-day, you know, the day-to-day things. And there was a time and I, as I'm, as I am listening to both of you that I, I feel convicted, you know, there was a time every single morning in my morning prayer that I would pray every single day for the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And I would list them all one by one. I'd memorized all of them. And, um, I, that was so beautiful for me because I was very familiar with them, you know, and I still remember them, but like, I, I was like, gosh, I, I, for a season of my life, every morning I would pray every single morning, Holy Spirit, fill me mm-hmm. with the gifts, fill me with the fruits. And I think so for us, you know, if we could even just this week, perhaps list them, you know, put them on a note card mm-hmm. or something, or put them in your notes on your phone and just spend the week with these fruits and say, you know, ask the Holy Spirit, like, Holy Spirit, where are you bringing these areas of my life to birth? And where are these areas that are particularly challenging for me? But just because like anything else in life, we're going to have particularly fruits that are going to be particularly challenging for us and are going to reveal our areas of poverty. And that's okay. That's okay. Like Father Justin on one of our episodes says, you know, that the Lord allows poverty. So we know that we need him and that we know that he's a giver of good gifts, you know, Mm -hmm. so that we can sit down and just like, Lord, because like very much like Heather, I was challenged in a situation and I tell you my first reaction, I wanted to dish back to the person what they were dishing back to me. It was such a temptation of just to do that. And the Holy Spirit is like, do not do that. That is not, you are not going to help a situation. Do not do that. Don't do it. So I had to stop and say, well, what's happening in my heart? And the truth is I was feeling really rejected. When I was really honest with myself, like I was feeling totally rejected. Mm-hmm. And in my pain of rejection, I wanted to reject that person too. Like it was so telling. And I knew, I'm going to cry telling you this story. Like I knew that the Lord was asking me to, to just treat that person mm-hmm. with kindness mm-hmm. and to speak the truth to them and practice kindness to you. It's like you take a deep breath and you just practice kindness. And that person may never know, but I, this is what I want for you. And it was like the stretching of being very honest with what I wanted to do, but what was really broken. But it was like a self-protection versus like, mm. and he's like, this is how you grow. Mm. <laughs> like, this is exactly how it works. Like, this is how you grow. And I wish I could tell you that that was like perfect that I do that all the time. But I'm so grateful that I'm so much quicker now to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit, what's happening (laughs) before I do something that's not going to be helpful? Like what's happening or why why do I keep doing this? And please tell me and help me amend my ways. Like help me transform so that my behavior is indicative of the transformation of my heart. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but yeah, it's real, it's a real life people. Like this is Mm -hmm. real life. This Mm -hmm. is real Christian living. Mm -hmm. This is the day-to-day stuff that the Holy Spirit is so glad to bring us into. Mm-hmm. And it's glorious. I love that it says those are the first fruits of eternal glory. Then in eternity, every single person in eternity is is gracious and kind and patient and good and gentle and faithful. And I mean, how lovely, mm. how lovely, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, it's, it's deep and it's the daily, it's the day-to-day stuff, mm-hmm. you know? That's beautiful. 
that is so beautiful. And, you know, we don't always hear the voice of God or the stirring, you know, in the moment. We just, but the grace is there. That's what we have to lean into. The yeah. grace is mm-hmm. always there to cooperate with him. So you might be thinking, gosh, I never hear what God says to me, or I just feel totally alone. You're mm-hmm. not alone. Like mm-hmm. start there. You are not alone. Mm-hmm. God has promised he would send his spirit and his spirit is with you, living within you right now as you listen to this. So, so you can lean into him and, and his arms are big enough to hold you there, you know, and provide for you what you need. And I think as you start to see the fruits of the spirit come alive in your life, you may see other things because the spirit does come what he is a miracle working God and he does come with power. And sometimes there is signs and wonders. And so don't be surprised. And I think it's a good to anticipate that the spirit mm-hmm. would do amazing things. Michelle, you have a last thought there. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we talk about the Holy Spirit. We think, you know, like we've said this before, like he's the redheaded stepchild of the Trinity, you know, no, he's the power and the fire of the Trinity, you know, and some people like, well, the Holy Spirit makes me uncomfortable, you know, well, the Holy Spirit makes Mm -hmm. us uncomfortable so he can comfort us. But the Holy Spirit is also about transforming our power. And just as like, we've had this quarantine season, it's just been really just diving deep into the gospel and like what, like really just been convicted by stuff. Like, I mean, just how I live my life. And when we say in the gospel, like you, like you, they'll know that you're Christian because you bless those who curse you. If you love those who Mm -hmm. love you, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't live that, you know, like I don't live that. Like, how are we living? You know, and it even says later on in John, you will do even greater things than these, you know, than raise the dead and all this thing. What if the greatest thing that we do is a transform life and loving people well? Like we want these big things, but really the big things are the little ordinary everyday things, loving our mother-in-law well, loving Mm -hmm. this person well, not my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law is amazing, but loving, (laughs) you know, just all these different things, like loving the people around us, loving the neighbors, blessing those that curse you. What if that's the most transforming yeah. thing we do this Pentecost, you know, or bless those that um, have hurt you, you know, turn the other cheek, kiss them. That's a hard, these are hard lessons, but this is the gospel and this is the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that he's inviting us to, you know, mm-hmm. that just beautiful transforming yeah. love, you know, amen. Amen, friends. Amen. I would love amen. to just like close this part with a prayer before we go into our one thing. Just some of our conversation yeah. was reminding me of that beautiful prayer by Cardinal Newman and also prayed by Mother Teresa, the fragrance prayer, mm. which was originally mm. titled uh, Radiating Christ. So let's just pray for a moment. Heather, really quick. I'm so, it's so funny that you said that because I was going to say one of the sweet Carmelites I'm good friends with, she always says, is the fragrance of your fruit leave after you walk out of the room? Yeah. Mm. And I was like, I don't, it's good. I was like, I have really good magnolia perfume, but I don't know if the fragrance of my fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the fragrance of Jesus they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Jesus, help me to spread your fragrance everywhere I go. Flood my soul with your spirit and life. Penetrate and possess my whole being so utterly that my life may only be a radiance of yours. Shine through me and be so in me that every soul I come in contact with may feel your presence in my soul. Let them look up and see no longer me, but only Jesus. Stay with me and then I shall begin to shine as you shine. So to shine as to be a light to others. The light, O Jesus will be all from you. None of it will be mine. It will be you shining on others through me. 
Let me thus praise you the way you love best, by shining on those around me. Let me preach you without preaching, not by words, but by my example, by the catching force of the sympathetic influence of what I do, the evident fullness of the love my heart bears to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Amen, ladies. Well, Michelle, would you like to bless us with your one things this week? My one things are um, our good friend, Father Josh Johnson. I like that we've just pluraled that. Like, we don't even we say just, I have more. It's just, just like, shush, shush, bless shush us with your both one of things. you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I'm, fe- I'm feeling it, baby. Uh, my one things, our good friend, Father Josh Johnson. Uh, one, thank you for your video that you sent me, but I won't post that. Um, just, but that was funny. But two is um, he just did a really amazing podcast about a rosary and Lexio on racial reconciliation, which is very important to both Father Josh mm. and, and it's very important to me. We you know, are a biracial family. And just that whole idea of just racial reconciliation and allowing ourselves to be peacemakers and not just keeping the peace, but really go out and make peace, especially in these areas of tension um, that the Lord is calling us to. So that is my one thing. And I'm just going to post, I have a book list because a lot of people have messaged me asking me like, where would you start reading about this subject? And I have a, a couple of really great resources about the subject, even from the USCCB and other places on racial reconciliation. So I will put those. Sister, what Yay. is your one things? <laughs> My one thing. I just have one thing. One thing. One more thing. Um, it's actually a song that came on my Spotify playlist. It's about ten years old that I haven't heard in a long time, and it's an old Amy Grant song called "Better Than a Hallelujah." Oh, I like that song. And I've just been, I have just been listening to that so often lately. And the chorus says something like, "We pour out our miseries. God just hears a melody. Beautiful the mess we are. The honest cry of breaking hearts is better than a hallelujah." Mm. And I just, I love just the honesty of that, that, you know, many times Dr. Bob Schutz was, I was recording a video series with him and he said, you know, sometimes so often we go to the Lord with our masks on. Mm. And he said, it's when we take our masks off that the Lord Mm. really encounters us in the deepest places. So I don't know, that song, I just was like, you go, Amy Grant. Like I haven't heard that in a long time, but I've had that on repeat lately and just opening my heart to that. So I would love some Amy Grant. So there you go. (laughs) Amy Grant, man. Come on now. Yeah. Well, mine isn't spiritual at all. It's completely frivolous in pop culture, but I've just Yay. been enjoying it so much. It's called it's a new show uh, called Songland. And oh yeah, you I, texted us about we're that. We're just enjoying it so much. Yeah, it's basically like songwriters come in and they're they're pitching a song to a famous artist that hoping that this artist will record their song and it just like shows the creative process of songwriting and collaboration and that's the part that I love about it. I mean, if you're if you're really sensitive to pop culture and stuff, then I don't know, watch it carefully. But for me, as a, you know, somebody who leads worship and stuff, I love seeing like this creative, um, collaborative thing that happens in songwriting. Like there's, it's magic. It's magic to watch. So I've just been enjoying that so much and watching it with the family. So oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love that. So cool. Yeah. That's totally fun. Totally fun. Well, friends, we wish you just a very blessed time leading up to uh, Pentecost, and we just pray that you can sit with the fruits of the Spirit and just see what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. The Holy Spirit is a love between the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit loves you very much. So thank you for joining us, and until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. 
If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy. So thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization and donations are tax deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support and may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.